Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Inspiration, a ministry of encouragement from Crestview Baptist Church in Canton, North Carolina. We want to share with you sweet songs of worship and an uplifting word from the scriptures. While you listen, may the spirit of grace flow from heaven into your heart and home, right where you are.
Nothing is a sacrifice Use me how you want to, God Have your throne within my heart I hear you
Hello, friends. I'm so glad to be with you today, and I appreciate that beautiful music from our musicians, and I trust that you've sensed the Spirit of God through this worship music. We're going to resume our study of Daniel here in chapter 9. Uh, this follows the tremendous prayer of intercession of Daniel in the first 19 verses. So I'm going to pick up the text in the 20th verse and read. It says, Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. And after the sixty-two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. I want to look th today at Daniel's prayer and God's faithfulness to work out his will in the world. We're going to look carefully at this strong prophetic passage as a response to Daniel's prayer. God is faithful, and he is faithful to execute his plan in response to prayer. I would suggest how is God faithful to execute his plan in response to prayer? This passage reveals four ways that God is faithful to work His will in the world. And I'm going to look today at two of those and next week at two more. Number one, God is faithful to hear and answer your prayers. When we look at verses 20 through 23, we see Daniel had been seeking God through intercessory prayer about the restoration of Israel after the 70 years of exile as recorded in Jeremiah 25. Even before Daniel had finished praying, God immediately sent Gabriel. The name in Hebrew means man of God, one of the archangels to help Daniel understand the timeline of God's restoration of Israel and God's future redemptive plan. This angel looked like a man and talked to Daniel like a man, and yet he flew swiftly to Daniel, speaking kind words to Daniel. He said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. 
At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. The angel said, I was sent to explain to you in response to the prayer that you gave to explain to you what the vision means and what the future events will be. What a picture of the faithfulness of God in hearing and answering our prayer. This thrills our soul when we see God dispatch a mighty angel to speak to his servant on earth about Daniel's prayer for the forgiveness and restoration of God's chosen people. I want you to notice how Daniel received a blessing from God. The angel said to you, Daniel, you are greatly beloved. God was listening to Daniel, and God was expressing through the angel Gabriel his love for his servant Daniel. You got to remember, Daniel is in his early 80s, and he's making intercession for the people of God and for the kingdom of God. And I would suggest to you that God hears your prayers, and God loves you right where you are. And it reminds me of the promise God gave Jeremiah in chapter 33. It said, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God is listening to you, friend, and he's moving Are you seeing the faithfulness of God in your prayer life? Do you see the power of God working out in your own life? You can if you will do like Daniel. Spiritually, prepare yourself with humility and confession and obedience to pray, and then watch what the God of heaven and earth will do in your life. The second way we see God is faithful, he's faithful to execute his timing for his plan. Uh, Verse 24 is extensive and it's outlining the future events in the world. Here in this verse, Gabriel explains as we see the approach of 70 weeks. The term 70 is to be understood and interpreted as 77s in this whole passage. In other words, when the prophet speaks of 70 weeks, he's speaking of years, not days. So we can calculate 70 times 7, which equals 490 years. This is the time lapse before God fulfills and as God fulfills his plan for national and spiritual redemption. And we will see that these 490 years are going to be divided into three different sections and that the timing is going to extend all the way into the future to the seven-year tribulation and the beginning of the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. So these are not 490 consecutive years, but three periods that will equal 490 years. And we can see a supporting text in Second Chronicles 36.21 that suggests that this captivity would be long enough to make up for 70 omissions of the Sabbath year of the land, which occurred every seven years. The Bible says in Second Chronicles 36.21, And those who escaped from the sword he carried away to Babylon, where they became servants to him and his sons until the rule of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. As long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. In other words, 70 Sabbaths of the land would amount to 490 years. 
as that calculates once every seven years of Sabbath rest. But I want to give you six prophetic achievements in this verse that outline God's whole plan for human history. Number one, to finish transgression. What is the prophet saying? This speaks of the conclusion of human transgression or rebellion against God, which most certainly points to the inauguration of the kingdom of God on earth. The crucifixion of Christ in A.D. 30 did not put an end to human transgression. So this is yet to be fulfilled in our time. We will see it, but not yet. Number two, to make an end of sins. The Hebrew word here refers to missing the moral mark, just like hamartia in Greek. This pictures our efforts to reach moral perfection on our own. And like an arrow that falls short of the bullseye, we fall short morally. So this seems to point to a new culture and a new society that's characterized by genuine righteousness rather than immorality, which is missing the mark. This also has yet to be fulfilled. Just look around you. We see an increasingly depraved and sinful society. So we have not yet experienced this prophecy. Number three, to make reconciliation for iniquity. In other words, to atone for wickedness. This has been fulfilled. This was fulfilled by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross in AD 30. The cross was the atoning sacrifice of the sinless blood of Jesus that has reconciled us back to God, both Jew and Gentile. And that's what Paul said. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So this aspect has been fulfilled in the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we'll see a further application of that in the millennial kingdom to bring in, number four, everlasting righteousness. This achievement speaks of a world where righteousness and total obedience to God's word exists. Uh, as you can see around you as well, this has not happened. Though at times in world history, some countries have attempted to bring in righteousness into the society at large, generally, there's not a reign of everlasting righteousness that is yet to be fulfilled. And number five, to seal up vision and prophecy. This most certainly has yet to be fulfilled as the plan of God for all ages in the final stage of human history is for Christ to physically reign on the earth for 1,000 years. And this can be seen in Daniel 7, 14. Then to him, Christ was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. The fulfillment of this prophecy will witness all peoples serving Jesus Christ in his enthronement on the throne of David. And number six, and to anoint the most holy. This goal is to be achieved at the end of the 70 weeks, referring to the anointing of the most holy. This cannot be anyone but Jesus Christ. And this most likely speaks of the consecration of the temple in Jerusalem, which marks the beginning of the millennial temple and the earthly reign of Christ. We can see that God is working out his plan in human history. The future plan of God is contained within these verses, and these details will emerge as we dig further into the prophecy, but the 490 years will not occur in consecutive succession as we know that the 70th week refers to the time of the end or to the great tribulation. However, we can see the faithfulness of God 
in responding to Daniel's prayer. My friend, to apply this scriptural truth, we must believe that God is in control of human history and his plan will be executed just as he prophesied. Based on the faithfulness of God to fulfill these events thus far in his timeline, we can be certain that God is to be trusted in the future and he will work out his marvelous plan for us and all the earth, even when we can't see how he is working. We must be ready and willing to do his will in our lives above all. We must be faithful. We must be his spokesperson in this world, in this generation at this time, speaking about Jesus and the power of his gospel, praying and trusting God for his answer. Some years ago, Doug Rogers was the director of Campus Crusade for Christ in Louisiana. Doug shared how one morning in his quiet time he was praying that God would give him an opportunity that day to share Christ. He said, quote, you might think this prayer is strange. I'm on staff with Campus Crusade. That is what we do every day. Why would I be praying for an opportunity to share Christ? However, that day he was sitting at a conference with pastors and lay leaders, so he was not anticipating being around any non-believers. But God had laid on his heart that morning to pray for an opportunity to share Christ. So he went on about his day and forgot about his prayer and that thought. He was sitting up at the hotel that evening. There was a guy in the room, a young man who had just started working there. Doug had the thought that he ought to share Christ with him. Then he thought, mm, no, he's busy. I'm pressed for time. He's got to go to work, and I have to go get ready. This is not a good time. But then God brought back to his mind the thought, you asked for an opportunity this morning to share Christ. So he thought some more, well, I'll just leave him a gospel track of the four spiritual laws. But God would not let him get away with that. So he finally just started talking to the guy. He struck up a conversation, and he ended up sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with Ray Green. Ray was convicted by the Holy Spirit, and he received Christ as his Savior. He was so excited about it. Then they went through the assurance of salvation, going through just some basic follow-up. So Doug told him, you know what? I'm going to bring you a Bible in a few days. I'm going to come back, and I'll bring you a Bible. So a few days later, he went back to the hotel and he went to the front desk and he asked the receptionist, is Ray Green working today? The young lady looked shocked and she said, I have some bad news. Ray Green was tragically killed a few days ago. He had a car accident and he hit a bridge. Doug's face must have registered shock because she went and double-checked and came back and said that they buried him on Saturday. All he could think of was, I almost did not share. I'm too busy. I might embarrass him. I might embarrass me. My friend, God is faithful to answer prayers. And God is faithful to fulfill his plan on earth. Doug prayed and was obedient to God like Daniel of old. And the young man Ray believed the gospel and went to heaven when he struck that bridge. My friend, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, the Messiah, you can do that today and be filled with his spirit. I challenge you to set yourselves to praying and being obedient to God because the Lord is working in ways that we cannot see or understand. But one day we will see and understand fully what God is doing and that God has a marvelous plan. 
and we can trust his plan in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's run our race for Christ. Be encouraged today that Jesus is alive. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, that his prophecies are true, and that everything outlined in the prophecy is coming to pass. And we're going to see next week how those events transpire and are going to transpire in the prophecy. I pray that God will speak to you today. He'll spur you on in your spiritual walk, and he will reveal to you his plan for your life. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for the word of God, and we thank you for the prophet Daniel. And we thank you for the revelation of the future turn of events. And Lord, we ask today that you would speak to our hearts and reveal to us your overarching plan for the church and for the nation of Israel and for the human race and for all creation, and that we would find our little piece of the pie, the little piece of the marvelous divine plan, that we are all a key part of your plan. And God, that you would affirm in the hearts of those that are listening right now in their homes or vehicles, that you love them, that you have a purpose for them, and they can pray to you, and you will hear and answer. And so, God, I'm asking you, according to your word, to reach out through the Spirit and minister the gospel and minister the comfort and the peace of the Holy Spirit to every listener. And, Father, thank you for the gospel, and thank you for Jesus, and thank you for your word. And We honor you and we glorify you, and we pray these things, and we express our unending love for you above all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Nothing is a sacrifice Use me how you want to, God Have your throne within my heart I hear you Thank you for listening to Crestview Inspiration. May this ministry touch your heart, encourage you, and strengthen you. And may the Lord bless you in your spiritual walk this week. So on behalf of the Crestview family, we invite you back next week, Friday at 10 a.m. on WPTL as we spread the good news of Jesus.